What's happening, guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear. We're here for an instant reaction podcast. Not your usual one where we'll do it for quite a while um, and preview the game. This is where we'll just recap the game from yesterday. Florida State, Florida State loss, and it's, I guess you could say, home opener, but also season opener uh, to the Boise State Broncos, 36-31. to 31. I'm going to introduce you guys to my two co-hosts. Dustin Lewis, our lead writer, and our lead graphic designer, Fisher Adkins. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, depression season is back. <sighs> well, it's another uh, dreary Sunday morning in Tallahassee. and Seems like your voice is gone, uh, Fisher. It's uh, What happened last night, man? Uh, I mean, I yelled quite a bit at the game yesterday, especially in the, in the, in the, in the first half. Um, yeah, when the touchdowns were happening. Uh, yeah, when when it was going good. Uh, not feeling too great this morning, though. No. no, it's all right. And you have a you have a you have to check out uh, soon, and then you also have to have a plane ride out of Jacksonville. Yep, I'm in the. I'm sitting in a pretty crappy La Quinta right now. Uh, <laughs> Got to catch a flight out of Jacksonville. Uh, head back to Mississippi, so it's not. Not just not, not a good time for you. Not the best. Not the best. Not day. a fun Sunday. Not a good Labor Day weekend so far. <laughs> and well, I gotta work tomorrow. I don't get off tomorrow. Oh my goodness, jeez. All Every, right. Well, um, so I just want to get y'all's initial thoughts of it. Um, that we all predicted on here that Florida State would win this game. Um, me. Dustin, even Tashawn, Fisher, uh, and we were all wrong. Um, <laughs> I kind of, now I'm kind of, reg- I don't know. I, I thought the home game thing would help. I also thought the Jacksonville game would be a home game. But uh, I just want to get y'all's uh, thoughts on that. Uh, Dustin, if you want to go first, I know you've been kind of waiting. You've been ready to do this. I've never seen you so excited about recording, so it's all you. I mean... For one thing, I, I was just very surprised that it it really didn't seem like Boise State struggled with the heat at all. I mean, one of the one of the big advantages a lot of us noted on with the game being moved to Tallahassee and being moved up to noon from seven PM was the the muggy and the muggy heat and the humidity that, you know, Tallahassee summers bring us every year. You know, we, we live in it me and you live in it every day, Logan. So mm-hmm. I mean you know, we know how much it sucks to be here in the summer yeah. in Tallahassee, Florida. So I really thought the Broncos would start cramping up in the second half. But it only seemed like FSU players were the ones going down and, and getting cramps and stuff. So it really seemed like Boise State was extremely prepared for the atmosphere in ways that I didn't think they would be. And then at the same time, their offense absolutely dominated Florida State's defense. I mean, it was a it was a disgusting performance. To put it lightly, and so the three four isn't really doing that well. The four three or the three four, yeah, or any of them, really. <laughs> what about what about you, Fisher? And then we'll go into more details on some things. What was your first initial thoughts? <clears throat> I mean, right off the bat, like Dustin said, y- y- we all fully expected the the heat uh, to make an impact in this game and to kind of wear down Boise State, especially kind of in late late in the game in the fourth quarter. But, like, they didn't – it really didn't look like it affected them at all. Uh, meanwhile, Florida State had multiple guys cramped during the game and 
and get tired. And I mean, it was it was hot in that stadium. I know Logan. I know you were there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, it was hot um, during halftime. Everybody everybody went yeah into the concourse. I mean, the sun. <laughs> it, it was hot. It was a hot game. So uh, just kind of dumbfounded at how uh, prepared Boise State was for the heat and how unprepared Florida State was for the heat. Uh, I'm not sure you know if that's due to the nutrition staff not getting these guys hydrated or just what was going on, but super disappointing there. Um, man, it just it feels like the Virginia Tech game last year where everybody, even Virginia Tech, is picking Florida State to win. Um, same story here. I mean, even Boise State beat riders picked Florida State to win this game. So, um, it, man, it, it's... You, you saw Florida State take a step forward as far as just their play. They look like a better team, but, like, they didn't – I mean, just such a disappointing outcome. Yeah. If you would have told me James Blackman would throw for twenty, uh, throw for 327 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, um, and lose that game, I, I would have been kind of yeah. pretty shocked. He, he went 23 out of 33. Um, and, you know, it at the first half, um, that first quarter was kind of ridiculous. I mean, we had I, – I was sitting in the Champions Club, but we had – people looking at each other like, what is going on? And we were like, Kendall Browse, I saw the tweets, <clears throat> pay him everything, give him the city. Um, and that definitely flip-flop. You saw, I mean, you saw, a, you know, we were looking at the offensive line. I know a couple of us, when we were previewing the last couple of weeks, we were like, all right, well, I want to see how the offensive line performs. And during the first half there, uh, you definitely saw some improvements for sure. I mean, James Absolutely. Blackman would have time and time and time, and he would deliver. I mean, uh, but just giving him that much time, it was kind of scary because, you know, he's got a great deep ball. Uh, he reads defenses. Obviously, we can see a little better than DeAndre Francois. Um, uh, and then, you know, we saw Cam Akers. He had a decent day until he uh, fumbled. But y'all give me some thoughts. You know, Kalen LeBourne didn't see many snaps. Um, and, you know, he's those are two five-stars back there. Um, and I know you wanted to talk about him, uh, Dustin, or you were, you were looking forward to watching him um, play. Give me your thoughts on, you know, just that running back situation, but definitely Kalen LeBourne. Yeah, I remember – I can't remember if it was last week or, or the week before, but I yeah. actually predicted uh, – Kalon Laborn to score Florida State's first touchdown of the season. And I mean, he only touched the ball three times all game yesterday. Yeah. So it was really kind of the the opposite of what I was expecting to see. I thought we'd see more of a, a healthy balance between Akers and LeBourne. But after that first half, I mean, Florida State really couldn't get anything going on the ground. I, I believe in the first half, they had about they had they had around 80 rushing yards and and they finished the game with 99. So I mean, really, <laughs> the ground game just got shut down in the, in the final 30 minutes, and that was kind of one of the reasons that Florida State's offense just stalled over their last nine drives of the game. I mean, it was it was pretty insane to see the drop off between that offense from like the <laughs> the last couple minutes of the second quarter all the way to the end of the game. Do you think, or both of y'all, and I'll add Fisher to this too, do y'all think that's with, of course, with coaching and being a little bit too comfortable uh, and not wanting to keep applying pressure to Boise State? Because uh, it seemed like the play calling hit a whole 180 from what they were calling uh, in that first quarter and a little bit into the second quarter. To me, I, it, it's, go ahead, Fisher. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, 
I don't think it was necessarily that they took the took the foot off their foot off the gas. I mean, you saw James Blackman taking deep shots. Um, you saw him trying to go deep and then trying to get it to Keyshawn and, and Terry. Keith Gavin, um, too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, don't even get started. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right through his hands, but that's a different conversation. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, he is who we thought he was. Anyway. Um, and that would have, I mean, that would have given you another seven points. <laughs> yeah, who we thought but, he uh, but uh, I mean, honestly, to me, kind of what, what I saw in the first half was James Blackman uh, sitting there um, and, and really just taking what they were giving him, um, you know, not trying to force these deep shots, even though he connected on a few of them. Uh, mm-hmm. They looked so forced in the second half, and it, he just thought that, you know, it worked in the first half, let's just keep doing it and keep doing it, and it just wasn't there. Uh, in the first half, you also saw him just kind of uh, taking those easy those easy uh, kind of dump, dump routes and, and those stops and, um, yeah. really they're moving the ball at will. And, and so I feel like they almost pressed too hard. Um, they felt like they had to keep scoring on the first or second play in that second drive. And um, like y'all said, the running game couldn't get going. And uh, I, for whatever reason, Kalen Laborn only had three, three carries, carries yeah. which blows my mind. And, and Cam Akers had a, had a nice first half, but in the second half, I, he, he just didn't look – he wasn't running the ball. I mean – yeah, and they were giving them holes in the first half too. Yeah, <clears throat> and James Blackman said yesterday they asked like, did did Boise State adjust? Did they do anything really different in the second half? And he was like, no, we just they didn't do anything different. We just stopped executing. Mm-hmm. You can take yeah, it. just go ahead. Going on to your point, Fisher, I, I really thought Florida State's play calling was was a little bit different in the second half because as you noted. It really seemed like Ken O'Brien's had a focus on those intermediate routes to get to get first downs, 15 yards or so downfield, and just kind of get Blackman into a rhythm before taking a deep shot. But in the second half, I felt like it was it was only deep shots. It seemed like Bryles got maybe a little bit too confident, and the playmakers on the outside thought that Helton and Terry could continue to produce like they did in the first half. But Boise State played they doubled a lot more Florida State's receivers in that second half. And in turn, Blackman struggled, struggled to connect with his guys and that tight of coverage. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to get to like maybe some, uh, like any kind of positives out of this. Uh, I, I would note on the offensive line, seeing improvement there. Uh, you saw, I want to talk <laughs> It's instant reaction. So there's the, we don't have a script here. There's no notes or anything. We're just, just kind of going off the top of our head. But I was reading on Twitter. I believe maybe Tashawn tweeted this saying uh, there was what 26 players on defense subbing in and out, in and out. Um, and you know, I so there was in the first bit of the game. Uh, this just seems to be a trend. But in the first bit of the game, you saw some blitz packages. You got Levante Taylor coming off from the side. Uh, which was working. Uh, I thought you saw a pretty decent pass rush during that time, and then one, the same goes with offense, but the defense was on that whole trend-to-hold game. But uh, the defense was absolutely atrocious, um, and you, you got to start wondering, someone's got to be on a hot seat. Um, that I've never seen really anything like that. You're on – it's it was like third and Kelly again, um, but now it's third and Barnett, but now it's third and seventeen, 
and you just kind of already expect it to happen. I mean, it was just those little routes, giving them first downs. It was so consistent. Y'all give me y'all's thoughts on uh, Harlan Barnett's defense on Saturday. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but, I mean, it looked like a, a Charles Kelly light sort of performance. I mean, just, man, I remember when Charles Kelly was a defensive coordinator in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. We would look at some of the uh, the schemes he would put on the field and just be like, man, what are you doing? And I, I had the same thing to say yesterday to Harlan Barnett. Third and 17, you've got 10, you've got 10 guys – at the line of scrimmage and you've got one safety back deep near the, the first down marker, like all the, all the corners and um, the linebackers were all pressed up on the line of scrimmage. So it's like, all right, if one guy gets beat on a man coverage, that receiver is wide open for the first down. Sure enough, coverage miscommunication, miscommunication, first down Boise state yesterday, 10 out of 19 on third down. Uh, Florida state. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. Florida state, you- one out of 12. Wow. Mm-mm. That doesn't sound Yeah, I mean, in that first half, the defense looked fine. At times, they allowed Boise State to, to drive, but it was sort of a, a bend-don't-break, um, really allowing you know the, those field goals in the first half and not letting them uh, put it in the end zone. Um, so you didn't feel great about what you saw from your defense in the first half. But I, I, overall, I mean – you know, they, they look better just kind of standing their ground at times and, and, and getting those takeaways. Um, I, I mean, like, like you said, too, so many guys rotating in and out. And I understand the, the thinking behind that and, and wanting to keep guys fresh and um, get guys experience. That's kind of the mentality that Taggart has is he wants to play guys as early as possible in their careers because he wants to just continue to, to flip the roster and bring more guys in. So I understand that, but, I mean – You've got a true freshman, true Thompson, playing nose guard, um, which I'm not sure how much you can help just considering your depth. But, um, I mean, when you're taking guys off the field constantly, I think it hurts you, and it doesn't really allow those guys to get in a rhythm. Um, I mean, at times I saw Jaden Woodby wasn't even on the field for some, some massive downs. And it's like they they keep talking about trying to get the best 11 on the field, and that's just not what they're doing, rotating all these guys. So, um you know, I understand that the guys are tired or whatever, but um, it just felt a little excessive uh, rotating guys in and out all the time. And um, the time of possession yesterday, uh, so. Boise State 40 minutes, uh, Florida State 20. Mm. And so, like, and now we're seeing Tiger's mentality coming into last year was we're going to score fast, we're going to score often. And they scored fast and they scored often in the first half. Um and so, you know, they would score on the on the first few plays, and then the defense is back on the field. And in theory, you're like, yeah, that, I mean, that sounds great. Let's score fast. But then the defense, like, <laughs> they just sat down on the bench. They're, they're trying to get some water and take a break, but uh, they're back on the field. And, and they were on the field the entire second half. I mean, it was crazy. So yeah. um, I think just a combination of, of rotating in and out all the time and, and, you know, defense staying on the field the entire game. And then just the, the poor coaching uh, in the secondary, giving up those, those long third downs, it was just a culmination of errors. Yeah, Florida State might need to look into getting a, a true defensive back coach. <laughs> there might be one. Uh, <clears throat> how about that? Uh, <laughs> how about the vaunted, the vaunted defensive line that we talked about coming into the season? The uh, 
the the big three, I'll call yeah. it, of Marvin Wilson, Corey Durden, and, and Robert Cooper. Well, all I saw was Marvin Wilson. I mean, that's how it felt for me. I mean, I'm sure maybe I haven't looked at film or anything, um, but it just seemed like it was a Marvin Wilson <clears throat> show for that most <clears throat> for that D line. Um, and <laughs> I mean, he's an NFL talent already, but after a while, he just can't do it all by himself. Uh, but I mean, they. I mean. It's it's hard to say this kind of stuff because in the first half there were so many positives coming out. The D line looked pretty decent, like they were coming out. I mean that quarterback was getting absolutely rocked. I don't know how he lasted. First of all, I mean this yeah. kid was getting whacked. I thought he was not going to last <laughs> until the third or fourth yeah. quarter whatsoever. I mean this man was getting popped out of his brain. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. There. He's going to be something special though. <laughs> yeah, no. If he's able to take those kind of hits and still stay in that game and win and perform that well, then yeah, he's he's got a good career ahead of him. But yeah, no. I <clears throat> you saw some good flashes on that D-line, but it wasn't Thurden. Um I mean, unless I'm not unless I I didn't focus on Durden. I didn't watch him John. all I just saw was Marvin Wilson causing some havoc there. Um that's my initial thoughts. Fisher wants yeah, me. I just uh, I kind of I kind of agree with what you said, Logan. I I thought they did good for the most part when it came to the the pass rush, but I mainly wanted to get y'all's opinion on the, on the the defensive line and the running game. Yeah. Because from from my point of view, I mean, I know you guys were in the stands, I was watching on TV. Mm-hmm. From my point of view, that defensive line was getting absolutely manhandled by some dudes from Idaho. Yeah, <clears throat> the run game Boise defense. State, Boise State finished with 214 yards on the ground. Their starting running back, Robert Mahone, all of last year, 2018, he had 32 carries for 128 yards, no touchdowns. Yesterday, 24 carries, 142 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns. So basically, he outperformed his entire 2018 season yesterday. <laughs> Go ahead, Fisher. I mean, yeah, Boise State was reeling off eight, nine, ten-yard runs at a time, um, and there was just just nothing Florida State could do about it, really. Um, and still, then the linebacker core, I mean, that doesn't help anything either. I mean, that's <clears throat> they kind of just don't have a linebacker no, core. I, I don't think there's, can, there's no I linebackers. Mean, there's so many things you can talk about. We can even talk about how poorly they tackled yesterday. I mean, I haven't seen Florida State tackle that poorly in a long time, and I know it's the first game, but, like, do we just not wrap up anymore? Is that, like, not a, a fundamental? Like, I learned that in playing, pop like, peewee football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wrap up, grab jersey. I mean, guys are trying to thud out there and thinking they can just lay these big booms, yeah. hit, boom hits. And it's, I mean, I saw Jaden Woodby try to just thump guys and it's like i know it's the first game and you haven't really been going live very often but i mean this is fundamentals mm-hmm. yeah tackle. yeah they're just throwing shoulders into people and yeah missing the tackle and then the boise state guy would just get a first down and it's like wow really and the defense the defense yesterday i thought I, I, I can say i think it was used us i was thinking about it during the game but you talked about sometime this offseason about the problems they had last year whenever there was fumbles and not being able to get the ball on the frigging ground. <laughs> I think you – was it you that mentioned that? Someone did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You mentioned that. Um, and uh, uh, <laughs> and it happened again, too, where 
you had three guys around him. They had what was it against a quarterback, and they still could get the ball. It's really, it's really scary. <laughs> you know, I I really thought the fumble issues were over after the first quarter when uh, Woodby took what was called a fumble back for a defensive touchdown. Yeah, and then I and then I thought it was over for sure when when he did the same thing again in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that those fumble issues will probably always be here. When Dontavious Jackson and Levante Taylor fumbled around the ball for about three and a half here's, seconds. Here's 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 what I'll say about that. Get there. Uh, I I I put that solely on Dontavious Jackson. Solely on Dontavious Jackson. Levante Taylor. If you go go back and kind of watch it, he he goes to the ground and tries to do what he should do and fall on it, mm-hmm. and Dontavious just rips it out of his hands and tries to run it. <laughs> on the five was five yard line, right? Yeah, I mean, like, Levante did that in the interview. He's like, I tried to fall on it, and I guess he just took it out of my hand, and that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> And then Boise State recovers, and they score a touchdown two oh, yeah. later to go up for, yeah. for good. Yeah, you knew that was coming. Uh, uh, what about uh, – da, 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 what was it over here? Uh, fumbled when Florida State was coming to the end zone on my side, uh, and – Ah, they were they were about to have some good moment. Oh, they they have thrown it to Warren Thompson. So Warren oh, Thompson was, flashed. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was what a beautiful ball. I, I anyways, but for Warren Thompson, uh, he had a nice the, had a nice day. But the then you didn't see him again. The goal line. Yeah, you're talking about the the snap that went over. Yeah, snap over the head. They just yeah, that's yeah. when you started seeing yeah. you kind of putting your head there and you're like, whoa, this is kind of like last year. There's going to be some the momentum's definitely swinging now. Uh, so they should have scored there. Keith Gavin should have scored that. That's a whole 14 points there. This game would have been shouldn't have been close after a little while. Um, and just Florida State likes to hurt themselves. It seems like. Yeah, um, and, and I don't think that snap was necessarily a, a poor snap. I think it was more of a miscommunication between Blackman and, yeah. and Baby. I don't think Blackman was even he wasn't ready for the ball, so mm-hmm. I don't think that was a poor snap. But I mean, it's like it's like Taggart said in his interview yesterday. This team has forgotten how to win. They don't know how to win a football game. Um, they know how to lose a football game. And and like you said, there's 14 points there that you passed up on and then, uh, you know, not covering the fumble that Boise State eventually scored on. It's it's those little things that, like, you know, it it's not – it's just a thing at a time where Florida State, they just don't execute and they don't make plays when they have to and, and they just – they don't know how to win anymore. Mm-mm. No. Uh, and <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, Dessa, I know you had uh, some stuff in you from last night. You were texting me. Um, is there anything on your mind that you would like to let loose? I mean, Florida State's going to start another season. This is the third year in a row, Alabama, Virginia Tech, <laughs> Boise State, um, and I want to start thinking ahead because we only have a little bit left here. We got to get Fisher out of his hotel, yep. but because we're gonna we're gonna pre, we're gonna recap all this and sit down next week. But yeah, I want to sure. look at our like give our quick thoughts and instant reaction to like what what's this team looking like for the rest of the season? Because what I'm more worried about now because it seems like we saw Dante Lucas throwing things on the sideline. I saw Brendan Gant very emotional. Dontavius was emotional. Um, this team looked very, uh, pissed, but I'm worried about the locker room in a lot of ways. I want, you know, they were all in. We heard, uh, I'm all in with Willie Taggart's process, whatever. Um, and what he's got going on there. 
But I'm worried that, you know, if Tiger starts losing to some players where they're not believing in everything, this this the season might already be over. Because um, that locker room, the only positive thing and the optimistic, like for fans to be optimistic about, is that you have the biggest leader right now that you haven't <laughs> had since Jameis Winston with James Blackman there, and he'll keep them straight. Um, I would I would hope so because uh, they listen to him, um, and that might be your only optimistic thing about it. But I just want to get y'all's thoughts on that because this season could be over, and now September. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just going going on to your point, I, I really didn't, I really didn't see much mental toughness or fortitude from anyone on, on Florida State's roster yesterday. I mean, the the team as a whole, whatever happened during that break at halftime, I don't know if they got a little bit relaxed with the the big lead. Or, you know, they stepped their, their foot off the, the gas a little bit. I don't really know what happened. But regardless, the team we saw in the second half wasn't the same team we saw in the first half. And they, I mean, they just, they didn't respond to any adversity. They crumbled, they crumbled under the pressure. And it just brought you back. Sort of, I mean, dude, it, it felt like the Clemson game last year where Clemson came in a doke, decimated Florida State for 60 minutes, and then flew back home to South Carolina. Except Boise State just did it for half that time. Yeah, in front of their fan base. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think that this game is a death sentence um, for the season. Um, it, it definitely hurts you just because you, you really need to go two and one in your first three games. Um, and UVA is looking more and more like a pretty certain loss. Um UVA is a pretty good team, and traveling up there is going to be tough in a, in a big environment up there. So uh, now you're you're probably going to go one and two in your first three games. Um, there's still, um, I would say, between seven and eight winnable games left on the schedule for Florida State. Um, we we know that they're they're good enough to to have a good team. We we know that clearly, mm-hmm. uh, based off what we saw in the first half. Yeah. It, it really it really all comes down to discipline execution, focus, and just mental toughness. And, uh, you know, I mean, the players and coaches keep talking about how, how mature this team is. Um, and I'm just, I'm kind of done, you know, believing in that until I actually see proof on the field. Um, and so next week, you know, they're playing a pretty poor, like, poor opponent in, in, in Louisiana Monroe. But next week's going to say a lot about this team. You, normally you make your biggest jump between weeks one and two. So, um we're gonna see how this team responds, and if and if they, you know, they can choose to to get pout about it, and and woe is me, and and they could come out and look pretty poor next week, or or they can say, you know, it's just one game, let's keep moving. Um, so yeah, I'm not really sure how much this changes the season, just because we got to see how they respond. If they respond well, then there's there's reason for optimism, and there's reason to uh, say that they can still have a pretty a pretty good year. So. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know yet. Uh, they say that they're they're mentally tough and, and strong, but uh, I'm just not going to believe it till I see it. So we'll we'll find out next week when they play Monroe. You're still not predicting them to beat Clemson in Death Valley. <laughs> I mean, after watching yesterday, no. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> a bit closer for sure. It's oh gonna yeah, it's going to be a closer game now. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to move on to James Blackman. I mean, obviously he had a he had a great performance yesterday. After the game, Blackman addressed the media 
And yeah. according to, to Sean Reed on Twitter is what he had to say. To be honest, with all due respect, we do not care what anyone else has got to say about this football team. We know how much hard work we put in. We know how hard it is to win games, and we gonna we are going to get it fixed for sure. So Blackman sounds extremely confident. <clears throat> he threw for 327 yards yesterday, like we noted, most of it coming in the first half. I believe 278 of his yards were in the first half because I was, I was logging the stats at halftime, <laughs> and I was like, well, Blackman's playing pretty good. And then he finished yeah. with 327 because mm-hmm. like I mean like we talked about the offense just mm-hmm. couldn't get anything going along with the defense yeah I would suggest uh anybody uh, I, I watched that whole interview after the game I would go watch that uh, if you if you're a fan and you want to stay optimistic about things go listen to James Blackman he's got a very good mentality after what just happened um and he also said he's he made some mistakes he's got to do better um but he he <clears throat> he's trying to relay the message that <clears throat> this team isn't like last year, which I do believe mentally it's it's a whole 180. Like Taggart said, they got some diseases off the team, cut those away. Um, but this is led by a guy that is they will fight for him. I think you saw it on the field. I remember watching uh, Blackman. I think he got hit after a throw or something, and Ryan Roberts came up and picked him up and said, that's not happening again. It looked like he was just talking to him like, that's not going to happen again or something like that. It's just a whole 180 from last year to me. They would leave DeAndre on the ground, or only Alec Eberly would get him. Um, but <laughs> that, that kind of just shows you that friendship there. Anyways, it's for another story. Um, but like you said, Dustin, I, I would definitely go watch that interview. It was like five minutes, six minutes. I think uh, in a positive outlook, I think you know it's the first game. They'll get a nice little game at home now with losing a Monroe. But Virginia just beat Pittsburgh thirty to fourteen. Yeah, um, the and was that beans. and is that? Their- I was about to say yeah, that looks like it was at their house uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was at Pitt. So um, this is you got to get something going quick because they got to go to a night game at Virginia. I've already predicted them to lose that game. Now looking at it, it's even yeah. more positive, yeah. but. Um, any last initial thoughts from you guys before we have a rest of our Labor Day weekend and get back on here and record the recap and preview for next weekend? Um, I mean, I'm just looking forward to I'm not looking forward to it whatsoever, but uh, <laughs> ready to, to kind of look at, re-watch the game and kind of break it down a little bit more and kind of discuss with y'all once we can do that. Yeah. You, Dustin? Yeah, I would. I would say I'm I'm excited to get through this week, see Florida State back on the field again because, you know, after after a game like this, and you guys have have talked about it, Florida State's confidence might might be an issue right now. The team's belief in the coaching staff could be an issue right now, and you know, there's there's a lot of uncertainty. Just it's just like there was last year when they lost to Virginia Tech, but. It's a little bit worse this time, considering it's it's Taggart's second season, and we did see a step forward, but we were hoping to see a lot more. I mean, to put it frankly, for the rest of the so, game, yeah, right, for right, a half. lot more in the second for another half. Yes, <laughs> yes, there's exactly <laughs> we expected it to continue on. Exactly, exactly. And um, you know, if Florida State can put together a complete game, 
of that team we saw in the first half. I think that this is a, a formidable team for mm-hmm. for others to worry about going forward. It's just gonna it's gonna come down to consist consistency. Yeah, that was just a bad football team <clears throat> that second half. So we'll see. We always do a, a preview and a recap this, uh, during the season. So if you're just now listening to us. <laughs> We do this every uh, weekend. We'll re- we'll do instant reaction, then we'll preview the next week, uh, and um, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. We got. I, I want to watch the film too and see see if we're saying the right things and whatnot. Because uh, during the game, that was that was atrocious. Anyways, uh, you can listen to Hear the Spear on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Hear the Spear. We always appreciate you guys listening. Uh, and we look forward to talking to you guys next week to preview Louisiana Monroe and look back at this game a little bit more. Have a good weekend.